0: Hallelujah. Can you, can you hear me? Yes. Uh, if you can't hear me, give a clap. If you can't. Okay, so everybody's hearing me. All right. Thank God again for another day together with God's children. And I'm glad to be here again for the second time. And until Jesus will come, this is a good praise. And we shall meet forever in Jesus' name. I want to thank God for my brother and for the wife. You know, any time I come here, this is the second time, but I keep praying for her when she's on the altar talking. I say, God, let her stop talking. Because the first time I came, my message I was about to preach, then that was what the Holy Ghost led her to say. So this time as she was speaking, I said, God, it's okay, it's okay. Now before she will end, God is my widow, He said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not. I said, oh my God. Here she goes again. But this is a confirmation from the Lord. That the Lord is our shepherd, we shall not want. Amen. The Lord God Almighty is our shield and our buckler, our defense. The supplier of our needs. When we look up to him, he shall never fail. Amen. He has never failed before, and he will not fail because of you. God's resident is in his word. He resides in his word. When you open God's word, you see God. God has never moved out of his word. He is in his word. And so I like what she said. That when you speak God's word, things change. Hallelujah. There is nothing like the living word. Anything that is short of the living word is manipulation, is lie. The word of God does not impose or force or manipulate you. The word of God is truth, is spirit, and is life. Hallelujah. Truth doesn't defend itself. Truth is light. Truth is peace. Truth is harmony. Truth doesn't push. Anything that pushes you, forces you, is not God. God doesn't force. God convinces through the Holy Spirit. When it is God, you will know. When it is God, you will give. When it is God, you will support. When it is God, you feel the joy to get involved. I say God is here. I say God is in our midst. The Lord God Almighty, He who has called us, He will provide. We shall go through the storms, but in the storms, God is there. In our tears, God is in our tears. In our marks, God is still in it. Hallelujah. God is greater than the COVID. It shall end, but we shall not end. We shall survive it because our God is able in every crisis. Hallelujah. Crises were there before we were born. Crisis shall go. We shall survive it. Because our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. To them who hope in God, there is hope. To them who trust in God, there is hope. Hallelujah. And so I want to thank God so much for all of you that have trusted God, and keeping on in this good work. I've come to know your pastor for a short time, but it doesn't matter how long you know a person. You can study a man, a woman for 10 years before you marry him or her. And I tell you, if you don't take time in six months, there is divorce. But you can also meet somebody for just six months, for just three months. And you know this is he. You know this is him. And that marriage can even survive because God is in it. This relation, God is in it. Hallelujah. And I want to thank God for all of you that are supporting this mission and supporting the work here and the work being done in Africa. It has been said that there are some good people who have heart for missions. And for all that you do, you may not be there by your heart, your sacrifice, your giving is affecting somebody. And because they are affected, God will also watch over your own. He will take care of that which is God. God will surely take care of your own. And so when we become so selfish and hold on to that which is all for us, God says, my daughter, my son, can you just let go this lamp in your hand that I will drop the cow into your hands? When you hold a lamp in your hands, you live with a lamp. But if you can drop the lamp for God, God will drop his cow in your hands. I don't know how many hands can carry God's cow. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, our God is great. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes God gets frustrated with us. And we keep praying and fasting and, and asking God, just say, Oh, my daughter, just drop this, this lamp. Let me drop the cow. The cow is ready to be released by the angels. But you can't hold the lamp. And the, and the cow. One must go. I said, God, can, can you drop the cow with the lamp? He said, no. The cow will smash the lamp. Drop the lamp. God will release the cow. Hallelujah. Today, I want to thank God for his word that is able to transform life. And wherever the word of God is, there is light. Where the word of God is redrawn, darkness takes over. But Isaiah says that the sun shall no more be your light by day. Neither will the moon withdraw itself. For I, the Lord thy God, I shall be your everlasting light. Hallelujah. The Lord God Almighty will guide us through this time and in every situation. This morning, I'm bringing a short message on Surviving. And your attitude through the times of crisis. In times of crisis, we all go through crisis. Families go through crisis. Businesses go through crises. Marriages and relations, ministries and personal lives. Finances. Our finances go through some form of crisis. David, Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. God Himself said, "Abraham is my beloved servant and my friend, but David is a man after my own heart." But the man that was God's heart, the man that God loved so much, had to run. And our pastor said that a boy was saying, "Why, why is it that somewhere I want to?" And Saul, so, sorry, Saul so want to kill David so much. A man that was after God's own heart. God loved him. There was nothing wrong with him. He was the beloved of God, but he was running away. But yet, as he goes through the, 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 the valley of the shadow of death, he said, I will fear no evil. For I know, for I know. We must come to a time in our life that we shall say, for I know. Honey, I know. My my pastor, I know. I know within me that God is with me. I know. I don't need anybody to explain to me. I know God is working in me. Hallelujah. Job chapter 5, he says in verse 19, he says, for I know my Redeemer. liveth, My God is alive. He's not dead. Beloved, if your God is dead, try my own. Our God is alive. He's alive by the power of his word. Hallelujah. Beloved, the more I I, saw, I heard pastor encouraging you to come to Sunday school. I am a Sunday school guy. I love Sunday school. I love Bible studies. That is my foundation. Because I believe... Paul said in the book of Acts 17, he said this word of God, in him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being. He said for this word that I preach to you, upon which I heard, I received, and we stand on it, and we establish. You cannot be established in the faith without a word. And so Sunday school is very important for us to grow, because without a word, we'll be tossed to and fro By every wind of doctrine. Anyone that comes around and says everything. Today we are on the right. Tomorrow we are on the left. Why? Because we are not stable. Firm on God's word. But in times of crisis. People will say many things. Others will even question your faith. Where is your God? If God is with you. If God hears your prayer. Why this situation? Others will look at you as a pastor. Is it God? Why didn't God keep, some, a friend of mine called me, my youthful friend, and he called me. I had respect for him, but I had to rebuke him. He called me one day as a bishop. Uh, well, I heard you'll be preaching here and there, but why didn't God tell you that the COVID was coming this year, that you'll stop it? I said, listen to me. Number one, thou shalt not joke with God. And number two, Bible says that there are things that are reserved unto God for his own purpose. But in all things, I know one word, that I say we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Amen. When Jesus came to Lazarus in the book of John chapter 11, in the book of John chapter 11, for the sake of time, we will not read today. But in John chapter 11, Martha sent some people and Mary to Jesus. And said, Jesus, the man whom you loved, your friend, is dead. Your friend. Your friend. Your friend is dead. There is crisis in the house. Our home. People are surrounded. And the Jews came to surround Mary and Martha. They came from all the city to cry with her. They came for pity party. They came to cry, but Martha, when she heard Jesus, was coming. She ran, number one, there was crisis in the house, so they ran to call Jesus. In times of crisis, the first thing you must do is to run to God. Bible said the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into his name and they are saved. Hallelujah. You must run into the name. You must go there. You must go there. You must not only point there. You must only not know. You must get there. Hallelujah. He must not be a God. He must be your God. I am under his canopy. The righteous run. The first thing is they run to him. Many believers are not running to God. They are running to men. For fear. For fear of the enemy. So. Instead of seeking God for fear of the enemy, he sought a medium. He sought the dead. In times of crisis, many believers, instead of running to God, seeking his face, we turn to many things that is being said in the media, in the TV, everywhere. Everybody is confused now. Their left is confused, their right is confused, their middle is confused, their up is confused. But there is only one person who is not confused. He's called the Word of God. He abides there forever. He's not confused. Be still and know that I am the Lord. Be still and know that I am the Lord. In times of crisis, run to Him. They run to you. Jesus, the one whom you loved. Is dead. You know. Christians, we have come to a point that anything that we go through, it is either the people that must pray for you are now accusing you. Those who must support and sustain you. They are saying, who knows? Maybe he has sinned. How can this come upon him? Only God knows. Maybe God is punishing him. The people who must pray for you are now saying that you have done evil. (laughs) But hear me. The one whom you love is dead. But matter when Jesus came in, they called Jesus into it. In this time of crisis, the question is, how many of us have called Jesus into this situation? Many are staying home. We all stayed home. We are locked up. In the lock up, some believers backslided. They turned the lock down to food, to sleep, and to enjoying the bed. Some of them never showed up in the Zoom. They gave all their excuses when there was no COVID. Pastor, you must understand, my work and I come late. And you know, I have to take the family here. And I have to go and pick the children. And I have to. God says, now I am locking you in. Now you'll be locked in without excuses. You don't go to work. You are not tired. You don't come late. I'm locking you in for two months. And then, in a the lockdown, they locked themselves. <laughs> and I said, God, you can be in the street. They were not in the Zoom. They were not in a prayer meeting, in the prayer line. They didn't show up. He said, I know your works. And I know your love for me. But I have something against you. For thou hast left your first love. He said, return and go back to your first love. Yes, I will take the candlelight or the candlestick from you. Unless you repent and do the things that you love to do for me. Beloved, this is the time that revival must start. Revival, revival must start in the midst of the COVID. Hallelujah. This is the time for us to say, honey, darling, children, come together. Let's get closer to God. Let's bring God home. Hallelujah. When Noah and the family were locked up in the ark, Thank God I'm in the ark. This church, if you are a member here faithfully, you are saved. Number one, because of your God. Number two, because of your name. The ark fellowship. What saved Noah and the family was the ark. And thank God at least I have visited the ark today. (laughs) I am part of the portion. And Bible said, God locked them in the ark. And the flood came. But there was something that God did. God, the very thing that killed the people, that was the water that killed the flood, that killed the whole earth. <laughs> the same water carried the ark. That which destroyed others was a savior to Noah and the family because they ran into the name of the Lord. I declare to you as you ran into God's name, Salvation has come to you. Salvation in your home. Salvation in your marriage. Salvation in your life. In the name of Jesus. And the very thing that killed the earth carried the ark. And the Bible said it carried it and then rested it on top of the only dry land. Top of the mountain called Ararat. That was where the ark rested. Ararat is a place of rest. God is bringing us to a place of rest. May you receive rest in the name of Jesus. Rest in your marriage. Rest in your finances. Rest in your head. Rest in your family. Rest from struggle. In Jesus' name. We shall go through this crisis believing God that God is with us. Hallelujah. Crisis will end, but our life will not end because we are in the name of the Lord. Somebody shouts, Amen. Amen. So, our God is great. Turn with me to Psalm 23. Psalm 23. And, please give me a sign, okay? All right. Psalm 23. And I read Psalm 23. And it says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, and because of that, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still, the stable waters. The Lord God Almighty is my shepherd. What, What does it mean? A shepherd leads. Sheep follows. To every shepherd that is leading, the shepherd risks his life. Because where the shepherd is taking the sheep, there are wolves. Also looking for the sheep. So the shepherd does not go behind the sheep. He goes ahead of them. And the shepherd exposes himself himself to danger. Therefore the shepherd has a stick or a rod. And the purpose of the rod is for two things. Number 1, to guide all the sheep, to make sure that they are in line. Everybody must be in line and follow the shepherd. Amen. So when any sheep we have some stubborn sheep. Amen. Some stubborn sheep They follow like sheep, but they are not sheep. So, the shepherd has a rod. If anyone wants to go out of life by doctrine, by stubbornness, by disobedience, the rod of the shepherd is to correct and make sure that everybody is in line. So, when you come to church and we are trying to line you, it's not because we hate you, it's because God has made us the shepherd with a rod. So the rod guides them. Any sheep that follows the lie of the shepherd is saved. The shepherd lays his life. Jesus said, for the sheep. So what happened? When the shepherd and now the sheep are looking at the shepherd, they see the rod, they have confidence, because they know if a wolf comes, the shepherd has a rod. So as long as they are going, they look at the rod. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Because I know no wolf is coming. The rod of God is the word. The word of God is the word God has spoken to you. It will guide you. It will line you up. It will establish you. It will defend you. If you stay in the word, you are sure that God is with you. Amen. And so he says that, your rod and your staff they comfort me. They give me comfort in the times of crisis. You must fix your eye on the rod. David said, "I will lift up my eyes unto the hills, from where cometh my help. My help cometh from God. My help comes from God." In the book of Psalm 66, Psalm 66, verse number 12, he said, "Thou took us through water and fire. You caused men to ride upon our head." But thou has brought us into a worthy, a worthy praise. Hallelujah. Beloved, sometimes we go through water, we go through up and down. That caused men to ride over our heads. And we wonder what is going on. We went through fire and through water. And through all these confusions of COVID. But God is bringing us into a worthy praise. I said God is bringing us into a worthy place. Where testimonies will be filled in our mouths. That our God is good and His mercies endured forever. He shall be well with us for it is well. Hallelujah. Though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death in times of crisis. Sicknesses may come. But I know something about God's word. He says healing is the children's bread. Healing is the children's bread. Every child must eat of their bread. And the disciples told Jesus, teach us how to pray. Say, said, thank God. Give us this day. Our daily bread. And the woman came to Jesus and he said, I need healing. Jesus said, no, healing is for the children. Every child of God in the word of God, your daily bread is apportioned to you. In Jesus' name. God said it, I believe it, I confess it. And it is settled. No struggle about this. No debate, no challenge, no confusion. If you have any confusion, go to God. I will draw myself from it. God said it, I spoke it and I'm free. I believe in what God has said. He's true. Hallelujah. He's so faithful, he cannot lie. Even when he wants to lie, he's so faithful, he cannot lie. He has never lied. This week was the 30th year that I got married to my wife. A beautiful lady. Very nice, beautiful in heart, beautiful in spirit. Thank God God gave her to me. I always thank God. That was one of the gifts. The second gift after salvation is my wife. I always thank God for her. 30 years we've been married. But you know the secret? There's not one single day in 30 years that we have gone to bed. Bed, being annoyed or angry or having tension with one another. It has never happened. And it will never happen. When we shall celebrate our 100th marriage anniversary. Pastor will be there, wife, all of us will be around. I didn't hear, amen. Oh, you want me to die before 100 years? So, in this 30th year of our marriage, I look to God and I say, what a beautiful gift. Hallelujah. But COVID did not let us come together. I'm here, she's in Italy, but our spirits are together. Praise God. Hallelujah. But I'm saying this to encourage you that. In the midst of the storm, God is in it. In the times of crisis, if you can run to God. Don't look at the left, look at the right. Enough is enough. Lift up your eyes unto God. Let's look at what God is saying. Hold on to his word. And in the security of God, our God is able. Amen. Amen. Step number two. In times of crisis. Change your prayer life. Change your prayer life in times of crisis. Go into deep prayer. Go into deep prayer. He said, call upon me, I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things that thou knowest not. In times of crisis, Jesus went through crisis. Bible says in Luke chapter 22, In Luke 22, he went into the garden to pray. And Bible says he saw the cross. He saw the cross and the suffering. And he prayed and said, Father, if it is thy will, take this cup from me. He went into deep prayer. That Luke 22 verse 44 says, Even the sweat of Jesus was like a blood. The sweat that came out of him, Was like bread because it was intensive agony of prayer. In times of crisis, let's give ourselves to prayer. Let's give ourselves to deep prayer. Seeking God. Getting closer to Him. This is not a time to sleep and to rest. This is a time for prayer. Hallelujah. It is a time for the word and prayer. That is how we can survive the crisis. Because we are afraid. Because we have declared his word. Once you declare God's word and you pray, go and sleep. He says in Philippians chapter 4 verse 6, Be careful for nothing. We are careful for many things. We are careful for many things. But he says, Be careful for nothing. But in all things with prayers and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And he is faithful. He would do that which he has said he would do. Amen. Faithfulness is part of God's character. Faithfulness. A man that is not faithful, a man that is not faithful, is not God. A pastor that is not faithful is not God. Faithfulness is part of God. You cannot be spiritual without faithfulness. You must be faithful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Step number three. In times of crisis, check what you are hearing. Check what you are hearing. It is very important that you check what you hear. What you hear is the product of your life for the day. What you listen to, what you give your ears to, becomes the picture on your eye. And the picture on your eye becomes the provision in your hands. And the provision in your hands becomes what you live with daily. Until so you change the picture on your eye. God told Abraham. He said, Abraham, I will bless you and make you father of all nations. And Abraham looked at God and said, did I hear you well? God, you, you remember my wife Sarah? God says, lift up your eyes and look at the skies. If you can count the number of the skies, And the sea, the sun. Then that shall be your descendant. If you can picture it. Hallelujah. What are you listening to? And what are you looking at? The picture of your eye. Becomes the provision in your life. Bible says that. A living dog. Is better than a dead lion. A living dog. There is hope. For a living dog. Than a dead lion. Lion. It means that it doesn't matter how strong you are. <laughs> if your hope and your confidence is dead, <laughs> it is finished. You are called a living dead soul. But to them whose confidence is in the Lord, there is hope. There is hope. My child came to me one day and said, Daddy, I need 3,000. Uh, I have my, my third daughter. I don't know how... She thinks like money is, is like you only have to put the fingers and it is released. She came to me and they said that I need three thousand dollars because I have to go out with my friends. We are trying to say, eh? <laughs> I said, well, eh? Say it again. She said, eh, three thousand. Where are you going to? We are going to New York for three days. I said, okay. So you are going to New York for three days. are you need three thousand. Have you ever spoken with your mother before? Ask your mother if me and your mother we have even gone somewhere for three days for 3,000. <laughs> <laughs> she she looked at me and said, but that you said, uh, you always say that our God is big. We should say good big things and our God will provide. <laughs> I said, daughter, you've done well. You see, okay. You know, the only thing is that I have everything, but money is not available for now. It's not available. It is there, but it's not available. My God has provided all the big things, but it's not available for now. But she trusted in what she heard me preaching. We must ask like children to God. But God, I heard you say this. God, I am coming because your word says that. He said, return to me with my words. He said, for that which I hear you rehearsing in my ears, that will I do for you. That will I do for you. In times of crisis, let's hold God by his word. In the book of Luke chapter 5, verse 5, the disciples were in crisis. All they knew was to fish. And to get some money from what they are fishing. Beloved, sometimes you use all your tricks. You do everything, your effort. You have labored so much. You work so much like an elephant. And you see that those things that are coming into your account are just like ants. And you don't understand why you work like an elephant and you receive ants. It's not God. But you see something. Their disciples were in crisis. Their business was in crisis. But in times of crisis, they still obeyed God's word. Jesus said, "Lend me your boat. He said, we have thought all night and gotten nothing. Neither the less at your word. We will let down our net. And Bible said, when they let down their net, they had to call other people to come. The very thing that they were in need of was so much that it was even sinking their boat. They had to give provision for other people. When you become faithful with God and His Word, you don't only only receive what you ask, you get an overflow so that you can be a blessing to other people. May God bring you to that level of obedience in times of crisis. May crisis never stop your faithfulness, may crisis never cause you to change your attitude towards God. He said, though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, my prayer life remains the same and increasing. I am confident that this God is my God. Who will not serve a God as this? In times of difficult times and in crisis, hold on to God. Keep his word. Stop listening to people. What you hear, what you listen to, what you give your ears to, in the book of let me end with this. In the book of Numbers 13, Bible says that the twelve Moses, God told Moses, send spies. Twelve spies. You see, God God is smart, and God knows that our own man you are inexcusable. So God said, Moses, the twelve you are spies you are sending, don't send the weak, don't send those who have no faith. Send the leaders and the elders of each tribe. Matured, send the fellow pastors, those who stand here to teach Sunday school and Bible studies, who preach faith, send them to go and spy the land. And Bible says, God says, send the elders, the matured of the land of Israel to spy the land. My word. And Bible says, when they went, they were leaders, twelve of them. Ten of them came to say, Moses, forget it. We know you brought us out of Egypt through the power of God. But this one, forget it. We went there, we saw. And Bible says, not only did they come to tell Moses, they came with fruit of the land to prove to Moses that if you don't believe what we are saying, look at the other results. Look at the situation. I can tell you of my aunt, my uncle. I can tell you of another pastor, another friend, another wife, another husband that went through the same situation. I can tell you of other businesses that went, stop your faith, stop all what you are saying. Let's come to rage. That's what they will tell you. Because I have proved that this thing ends this way. The Bible said they brought proof to discourage the people. And, Bible said they, and the children of Israel wept. Number one, they cried. Number two, they rejected Moses. They said, let's make a new leader. Number three, they wanted to stone him. But thank God that in the midst of the twelve, there were two. Two. May you be one of that two. May you be one of that two in your life, in your family, in this ministry. May you be the Joshua and the Caleb in the midst of crisis. Israel was in crisis. But there was another voice that came out of the tears. And said, be still. For if God had promised us To give us this land. It doesn't matter whether the Amorites. And the Canaanites. And the Jobusites. Are on the land. And the Amorites. That produce the giants are on the land. But I also heard. When God said to Moses. That to this land. I will give to you. If God said it. uh, uh, Caleb said. Let's go at once. And possess it. There is no time waiting." Let go at once and possess it. In the midst of crisis, in times of crisis, you must act instantly. Act instantly. What God tells you, do. Do it. Do it. What's the time? Do what God is telling you. Amen. How many minutes do I have? I have five more minutes. Okay, I uh, have four minutes. Alright. I don't know why. It's like in this ministry, the, the watch, it's like it runs two, two minutes ahead. It, instead of every 60 seconds, here it's 30 seconds. Before you find it, has gone. Hallelujah. In times of crisis, oh, pastor said it. I know God is calling me. I know God is telling me to give. I know God is telling me to be obedient, but I, I, I am in crisis. I don't know what is going to I don't know about my work, the security of my job, and what I'm going through. No, no, no. If you open your ears to the devil, he will show you pictures why you must be disobedient. Don't change in times of crisis. Job, look at his friends and say, I've never seen foolish old men who are so foolish. You are older than me, but I thought you had wisdom. But, with your, what you are doing, what you are telling me with my wife, I have now come to understand that wisdom is not with the age. But there is a spirit in man and the inspiration of the almighty God given him understanding. Hallelujah. In times of crisis, be like the disciples. We have thought all night and we have gotten nothing. Neither did less. At your word, we will do honey. we will do it. We will do what God says we must do. We must do. Amen. I always say, honey, I bring the, the women, anytime I'm talking, I bring the women closer because I know women have power. If you underestimate the power of a woman, <clears throat> I call my children, I always tell them, never underestimate the power of a woman. Women have power. They have power to destroy and power to build. If you have, Bible says, a wise woman builded his house. God told Abraham, he said, listen to Sarah. Wise women, when you get a wise woman, like the one we have here, listen to them. Wise women must be listened to. Because men... The character of men is to just go. (coughs) Men are just going. (coughs) Including me. If I tell you the mistakes I've made in ministry, in my family, what I've wasted, if I've listened to my wife, if I had listened to my wife in the beginning, men just go. Women, they stay behind the watch. They look at the left, they look at the right. They will say, darling, be careful. Men say, oh, don't worry, you are too critical. No, no, listen to them. I'm talking about the wise women, the godly women. They're the one that will say, don't go to church, don't go, don't give, don't do. No, 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 those ones must be silent. (laughs) Hallelujah! (laughs) Hallelujah! Point number four, and the last for today, Anytime time I come, maybe next year, Anytime, time, I will continue. In times of crisis, when you are in crisis, wake him up. Wake him up. <laughs> you say, what? Has he been sleeping? He says, no. <laughs> he's not been sleeping, he's waiting for you. He said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. He didn't say I break through. People say, where where are you Jesus? He said, no, no, I am am knocking. If you open, I will come in. It's only the thief that forces his way. Jesus said, I knock. If you open, I will come in. We blame God for everything, but we never open the door for him. He is at the back of the door knocking. (laughs) If you will open in times of crisis, wake him up. He lifted me beside the still waters. He restored my soul. The disciples, when you read the book of Luke, because of time, the book of Luke chapter 4, the Bible says that Jesus told the disciples to go to the other side. And while they were going to the other side, in the boat, Bible says, a storm arose. And the storm was so heavy that their ship was being capsized or sinking. And they were afraid. They tried every means to stabilize the ship. Many of us, we are trying every means by our strength. But Bible we say, by the strength of man shall no man prevail. And they tried. Some went to the top so that the boat would not capsize. Some went, held the boat, but the boat was still capsizing. Then they remembered that Jesus was with them. And somebody said, but, but Jesus is in this boat. And they said, oof. Well, we are forgotten. <laughs> we, many believers forget him in time of crisis. <laughs> oh, we love God. We are sold out for God. We are, but when the ship begin to wave, then they went down. They went down. He was down, <laughs> and then Bible says they wake him up. He was resting in a pillow. It was then that I got to know that this pillow we have, it has been since. They also had pillows. Jesus was resting in <laughs> So <laughs> he went there, they went him up. He said, Master, don't you care? Okay. He said, For what? <laughs> don't you? The, the boat is waving. He said, Which way? Here, yeah, the boat is stable. Because I'm here, everything is stable. <laughs> Hallelujah! Everything is stable here. They say, but the wind is heavy and, and we had to hold it. He said, I, I am not holding, I'm sleeping because I told, I said, every man that does not snore. You sleep, you don't snore. And the wife said, It's not too much, it's not too much. I said, Leave me alone. Leave me, let me snore. I told my wife, I said, snoring is part of God's blessing. He said, "Honey, but you were snoring. You tired. You were snoring too." Much. I said, "Leave me alone." He said, "For I will give to my beloved son sleep." <laughs> have you seen a man that has problem who is snoring before? When you have problem, you go to bed. You don't sleep. Your eyes are open. <laughs> when God relaxes you, you snore. <laughs> and so Jesus was just <laughs> quiet. I have given. Certificate to some man. They say, Holy, don't disturb me again. So Jesus was just sleeping and they wake him up. He said, What's the matter? I said, Don't you know? I don't know anything. He said, There's something happening up there. He said, But you kept me down here. There is crisis up there. He said, Crisis is not down here. They said, Come. And I said, When he went up, he saw the storm and the wind blowing. And then Jesus spoke his word. He did not go doing some mysterious mysteries. Like the way we have taken God. Today, if Pastor does not stand there and pray for you 20 minutes and declare, demon, go, fire, Holy Ghost, condemn you to die. He has no power. When Pastor says in the name of Jesus, by the power of God's word, I release you for liberty. They are still standing there waiting for the rest. It's like, is that all? If I waste 30 minutes on every member, (laughs) even if we have 10 members, (laughs) and I waste 10, 10 minutes, the service is finished. But that I may withdraw myself and that the word of God shall do his work. Amen. Amen. And Jesus came out and said, peace be still. Peace be still. Peace be still. And the storm ceased. And the wave stop and the crisis cease because the Son of God has spoken. I speak God's word into your life. I speak peace in your home. I speak peace in your marriage. I speak peace in your life. I speak peace in your finances. I speak peace in your relations. I speak peace in your children. I speak peace in your heads Peace be still in Jesus' name. Amen. This is my story and this is my song. The Lord God Almighty bring peace in our home. Peace in our life. Peace in our ministry. Peace in this church. Peace in our head. Receive peace. Divine peace. Peace of feeling. Peace of testimony. Peace in your finances. Lift up your voice and begin to worship the Lord. There is peace in the house. There is peace. He said, peace be still. The storms is over. The storms are over. Spiritual storms are over. Physical storms are over. Financial storms are over. No more crisis. Because the Son of God has spoken. The word of God has come to your life. It's come to your home, your marriage. It's come to your life for healing. It's come to your finances. It's come to your children. It's come. It's come. It's come to your job and your investment. Peace be still. Peace be still. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Give Him glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah.